Good afternoon and welcome to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. Today, Jim, we are going to be looking at distractions and are distractions losing you money? And the likelihood is they probably are. Um, and there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about today that um, I'm sure a lot of people will relate to. I could definitely relate to and I'm sure you could relate to in your journey over the years, Jim, as well. So how are you today? Well, right. ask me why I'm smiling because the people... <laughs> People on TikTok and Instagram will go, how's he saying that without moving his lips? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Instagram and welcome to TikTok and every channel here. Yep. Uh, distractions, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, God. I could I could list off a reel of distractions over the years that have lost me money. Even friends I know mm -hmm. as well that they've been distracted by other business opportunities uh, or other avenues of income. It took them away from their core business. And while I can, and, and they were the same as me, they were buy to let. Um, and while I continue to focus on buy to let investment and property investment, mm -hmm. they continue to do things like sidetrack into, oh, gyms are going to be the next best thing. Oh, this is going to be the next yeah. best thing. And they were they were diversifying and, and pouring themselves into these other areas. And to be honest, they all went tits up basically. And sure, uh, that's and like they, the and they're no further about. forward than they were before, but I'm light years ahead of them in terms of wealth creation because of it because I stuck to my core competence. Um, Keith Cunningham always said, Stick to your knitting, yeah. And 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 and, and if you're going to teach somebody, do you eat your own cooking? Yeah, do you know that's like the, the shiny penny thing you spoke about? We were talking yeah. about that the other day, uh, and people you talk about the shiny penny when you walk along, you see the shiny penny, and you get distracted from your journey that you're on um, yeah. and it takes you off in a different uh, direction where you really stay focused and that's that's an example of a, a distraction um i think things as well like are, are you a yes man or a yes woman or yes person do you mean do, do you are you've got that eagerness to always just please everybody and just say yes to everything that's yeah. a really bad one uh, that a lot of people fall foul to and then listening to too many different people or too many of the wrong people that maybe aren't aligned with what you are trying to achieve uh, that's something that people get roped into and taking maybe the wrong advice and listening to the wrong people. So don't right. do that. <laughs> don't do that and don't be a yes man. Um, I think that's quite important. I'm awfully nervous about saying things about don't be a yes man <laughs> because there's a political correctness nowadays. Well, about well, I, did, I did. I did. What about women and yes non-binary? And it's like, oh my god! It's like we're we going to get picked up on this. And years to come, everybody will pick up on us. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I did. I did correct myself and say the yes person. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're aware, and a lot of people will be aware that seldom do you achieve success in business and things. And and without being pessimistic about it, um, without obviously um, going through all these trials and tribulations, and it doesn't always come easily. Uh, but most entrepreneurs and things uh, who have made it inevitably, inevitably have faced. Um, a myriad of challenges and things, and, and we've covered a lot of them over the over the weeks of doing this, Jim. Um, and that's just the way of it. So I think distractions is so important to try and eliminate as much as distractions as you can, um, and in order to not. I've, I've got a fantastic solution to that. And, and as soon as you get a distraction, you say to yourself, uh, "Oh, who, could, who else could do this for me?" Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> distraction eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of people actually like the distractions because it keeps them away from what they should be doing because what mm -hmm. they should be doing ends up being uncomfortable. And the distractions tend to be comfortable. Does anybody relate to this, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> the distractions tend to be comfortable 
that it keeps them away from being uncomfortable with the things that they should be doing. Does that sound familiar, Richard? Yes, <laughs> it does. <laughs> and that's what I said. A lot of what we're going to cover today, um, I, I could I could see like, God, I've done that, I've done that. And sometimes I still do that. And <laughs> do you know what we're going to talk today about? There's a few things. Obviously, listening to the wrong people is the first thing, as I just said. Busyness, mistaking busyness for productivity, procrastinating uh, something that I've had to battle. Um, and allowing politics and things within like workplaces and that to override your decision making. Yeah, you know, a, yes, a yes person as well as something that we're going to cover today. So yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot to get through. And I think a lot that will resonate with uh, everyone that's uh, viewing and, and themselves as well. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. And then I think we'll find that as uh, a lot of people who are, are on that journey or have maybe, or maybe are quite far on in their journey and, and uh, their road to success. Uh, they'll notice that it's been distractions and things that have allowed to uh, have allowed them sometimes to invade their space and, and and take up time unnecessarily and kind of took them off track. Uh, and they're often just maybe subtle distractions. A lot of the things I just covered the other now, um, and some might not even know that they're a problem until one day they wake up and think, God, all of my efforts and things, and I'm putting all this time in, but I've been totally derailed for what I'm actually what I actually set out to do. Um, so. I think, I, think, I think most people in life actually are constantly distracted yeah. and allow themselves to be distracted. Um, mm -hmm. A classic example right now is I've got a new laptop sitting right across from me. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I've yeah. guys working. i sitting working on it right now and Microsoft came up and I had to go and put the, the verification in so he could log into my account. Hence the reason why I was going like that over here. Um, but you also have the classic example about, you know, comments on TikTok. It's, a, it's an easy distraction for me to yeah. get caught up in that. When somebody comes on and says something completely random, it's got nothing to do with this at all, or then has a pop, as they usually do, because that's the TikTok audience, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. to be honest. Um, they have a pop at what you're doing, and they try to distract you. And it's, 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 it's not – this is a classic about what we said about listening to too many people. Yeah. And this is, this is what's happening. Remember, we're streaming on 10 channels right now um, at this point in time, 10 different mm -hmm. channels and on, 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 on audiences. Um, so we're streaming to effectively quite a lot of people at the same time, although it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. But it's easy to get distracted by either one when you're doing that. And you're you really, because we have got an audience and we are listening and we will take questions. So if you've got any questions yeah. or comments, we will bring them up. And if it's relevant to the conversation that we're having, then yes, fantastic. Other than that, you can't let it distract you. Or mm -hmm. then your 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 show is completely off tangent. Yeah. It's like people are wondering, wait a minute, I came on to listen to about how distractions are losing my money. <laughs> I never came on to asking somebody asking about how's the rental market right now? Or or you know, how do how do I best make a peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> Something to that effect. That's a distraction, and that's listening to too many at the same time. Uh, so it can be overwhelming when you start to listen to too many people. I can get that straight away. It can cause a lot of anxiety, uh, which actually releases cortisol into your system, which actually then hypes you up and gets your blood flowing a lot quicker, who then sometimes makes you quicker and responsive, but other times it can make you quite anxious and aggravated. So yeah. it can come over as either. You can either be quite enthusiastic or it can come over as pretty aggressive. I'm guilty. So I was yeah. waiting for you to see that. Yeah. Familiar, I'm yeah. guilty. It does feel familiar. That's that's exactly what happens to me. Sometimes I get it's extremely in the moment. 
and I get oh, so absorbed in it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually zone myself out and I stop listening because it because it is all these things conflicting at the same time. I tell you what, there's a lot of shit that goes on in my head all at the same time. And it's voices. And I don't mean it's like, like that guy's crazy. <laughs> ideas that pop yeah. up in your mind all the time and people say oh you must be very entrepreneurial it's like well sometimes it's sometimes it's a blessing and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a curse and you just have to learn to switch off from that and move on to the next one that's that's the, that's the key in terms of how you're doing it so it's it's make sure you're not listening to too many people at the same time don't start second guessing yourself for god's sake because this is what happens. You get the conflicting voices. This is what I'm going to do. Then all of a sudden, somebody else chips in from the outside and goes, oh, but what about this? Yeah. And you go, oh, Christ, it's like um, indecision. But you, you have to remember, by listening to too many people, it's, you're never going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, what we call shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. You know, we've I've heard it before, and I've heard it from some of my friends before. He used to say, Jim Stevens used to say all the time to me, it says like, just... <laughs> do it or get off the pot that's yeah. it get on with make a decision move on and that decision is the right decision even in hindsight later on as you think ah i wish i'd made another decision it's like no it was the right decision at that time based on the information you had mm-hmm. and you just had to go with it that's a good way to look at it because i mean a lot of people will do the same and they'll, they'll make a decision to do something and then they'll think about it and think oh i should have done this or maybe i should have done that slightly different um, and, and it kind of falls into the look done's better than perfect um, yeah. you know and a lot of people do and, and I'm guilty of that trying to perfect things but rather than just getting perfection. them done yeah it's a perfection you get to you get to perfection and then that's when we get to things like procrastination which is what yes. we're talking about yeah. uh, mistakes uh, uh, mistaking business for produ- productivity is a big big thing yeah. it's like yeah. I have done so much today I am so I've done everything and it's like, okay, so what have you done in terms of sales? Well, I've organized the books, I've organized the audio tapes, I've organized the the, the files in the system, I've, I've I've tidied up my computer, I've got rid of some of my I've deleted some of my files that I don't need. It's like I but what have you done in terms of sales? Because that's what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because Jim, you and I have obviously spoke a lot over the years and and I used to come to you and be like, God, I've, I'm, I'm run off my feet. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you're like, so what have you actually done then? And then I used to get my back up. I'm like, God, I've never stopped. But are you actually doing something that's really productive? Productive. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we, we, we like to, as I said before, we like to, we, we see the signs of busyness as success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the signs of being busy isn't success. The signs of success, it really comes down to pounds, shillings and pence. It comes yeah. down to how much profit are you got? How much sales are you making? How efficient are you? And how much cash flow are you generating? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the, let's be honest, we're in a capitalist society and that's how business runs. So this is how we have to measure things. Where How efficient are we? Where's the KPIs, the key, product, uh, key product, uh, productivity indicators? You know, what is the things that are telling us that we're doing stuff right and that we are getting forward? So don't mistake busyness for productivity. My classic that I see in property investment is when you get people, it's like, I'm going to knock the house down and start again. And I'm like, oh, my God, why are you doing that? 
And it's like it's it's like some people genuinely have a reason behind it because it will add significant value to yeah. what you're doing. But other people are like just busy. Productivity. It's that yeah. sort of thing. They yeah, think by being busy and just knocking down walls and redecorating all over again and doing everything like that. When in actual fact, I'd walk into the property and probably go, ah, light refurb, that's all it needs. Let's go for it. And then it's ready to rent and you're saving an absolute fortune because you're getting people in the door straight away. Money and your there. occupation rates up, you're making money from day one, more or less. This is why I'm a big fan of actually making an agreement with someone to do the refurb while they're still while the transaction's still going through, but I've concluded missus. Because by the time I've got the transaction going through and I'm I'm doing all the work in the, on the properties, um, I'm showing people around at the same time. Therefore, as soon as I buy the property, somebody's more or less ready to move in the next day. So as I'm about to start paying the mortgage, the interest mm -hmm. only on the mortgage, I'm making money straight away to cover it rather than actually having any void at all. So that is what we call productivity. Busy is like, well, I'll just wait till I get the property and then I'll start doing work on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned, you mentioned it as well. You mentioned KPIs as well. And I think any any business model or, or business setup, you'll have three, possibly four of your main KPIs. And they're the things to concentrate on. And if those are not uh, where you need them to be, then ultimately things are just not going to progress any further. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's the most important thing. And, and that's productivity. Yeah, I mean, oh, again, we come back to saying everybody sees me and, and somebody made a comment the other day saying about, you know, um, people work 70 hours a week to pay, be able to pay their rent. And I'm going, I wish I could get down to 70 hours a week because somebody's <laughs> working part time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but then that that then comes down to me thinking at busyness is productivity. So now you know, it's like I can now sit on any beach in the world and still be actually very productive for what I'm doing. Yeah. We're sitting on any beach in the world because I don't my it, it's that classic example about when I get a task, it's like, oh, who can I get to do this? Yeah. Just That's say productivity. Yeah. Other usually typically I used to go, Oh, I could do that. That'll mm -hmm. keep that'll keep me busy. Yeah, and I think that. it's all about like you say, if you've got a task in front of you and it's like, right, is this worth my while putting my time in effort into do to doing this, or should I pass it on to somebody else to deal with? Uh, and it's all it's all trying to find that balance where right this isn't worth my time i'd be better getting somebody else to do it and i'll be better concentrating on something else that's more productive and yeah. probably generate more money or whatever. again again when you see all the i, I mean a, a millionaire or multi-millionaire tends to work on work on, by themselves or work with a team um but you find in order to get to billionaire status now i can't teach because i'm not a billionaire yet no. yet um <laughs> but i can't teach that but now I've begun to realise and I've begun to see some of the habits of billionaires. Um, what they're doing is they're actually building businesses and actually letting teams run each of these businesses. And that's how their wealth is increasing as a result. They're not just sticking with a business or something within their control. They're actually allowing other people to take control of these processes and these businesses and actually run them as their own entity in their own right. So rather than actually them having to develop the wealth, they're actually allowing other people to develop the wealth and actually giving them a share in that wealth as well as a natural compensation for what they're doing. Um, effectively, that's like a job. You know, you, you like yourself, Richard, you're a director of the lettings division. Uh, Perry is running the sales division. Yeah. Um, and there's other 
areas that I'm concentrating on now as well in terms of property investment division. Um, so it's making sure all these marry up together. But it's equally looking now, now I've got time, it's looking at other areas and thinking, should we be actually expanding into there or should I be buying something here or should I be investing in an area there? That's how that's how billionaires are created. Yeah. But don't mistake again for busyness about, oh, I'm going to go to the other end of the country to look for this one or I'm going to go to the other end of the country to look for that one. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's acres of diamonds right in front of you. It's all there for you, for the taking. You've just got to know how to attract that income and that wealth to I you. Gonna, I was just going to say, some people who might be watching might think, right, okay, but then they might be a bit confused about how to identify if something uh, should be passed on to somebody else to do or should I spend my time doing it or do I have something worth, worth, worthwhile? Now, that will vary depending on what you're doing and what you're setting out to achieve. Work out um, your hourly rate. And then, then work out if it's a if it's a if it's a lower hourly if your hourly rate that you can generate is, say for example two hundred and fifty. But look at a solicitor two hundred fifty pound an hour. A fully qualified, top of the league solicitor two hundred fifty pound an hour. They've got paralegals that will do it for what hundred pound an hour. Yeah. So then they take all that work and they sub it onto a paralegal to do it for hundred pound an hour, and they more or less charge two hundred pound an hour. So yeah. that's where they're making their income. Um, they won't do it themselves because it's a hundred pound an hour job, in in terms of what they're doing, and so that's that's how you've got to think about it. You know, whatever comes into you, is it worth your effort doing it? Mm -hmm. And and people say, look, I've got the time to do it. It's like no, 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 no. You're just trying to dodge the fact that you'll have to do something else because it's <laughs> uncomfortable, and you're now trying to convince yourself that you should be doing it because you're not busy. Yeah, productivity, busy. Yeah, that a good example of that is we'll use property investment obviously, um, because the majority of people watching might obviously be in, uh, in that field. And you've done this in the beginning, Jim, as well. So it's not to say it's the wrong thing to do, but yeah. you, if you buy a property and it needs work done, you need to then weigh up: is this worth my time going in and decorating and doing these bits and pieces if you're able to do them, or would it be more worthwhile paying a contractor to do that? And then you need to obviously then balance up. Yeah, the cost absolutely. Against your time, against what your time. Uh, and like you say, your hourly rate and things as well. So yeah, yeah. So then it, br it brings us on to then procrastinating is another big thing. We just talked about initially before on critical tasks. It's the classic example about I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow because it's usually a it's usually a, a, a less busy person. It usually says I'll do it tomorrow because they've got the mm -hmm. time. Whereas a busy person usually gets it done straight away because they've not got any time at all. So procrastinating is something I see quite a lot with people who are starting out with a uh, buy to let. And it's uh, that has a wee bit of an apprehension as well, because obviously they're entering into something new, obviously starting up their, their buy to let portfolio and purchasing property. And and because maybe they've got that bit of the fear factor or apprehensive, they procrastinate yeah. and say, oh, I'll, do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it the next day. And, mm -hmm. you know, and put it off and put it off. And before you know it, you're a year and two years down the line and you're still no further for it. And really, you could have been you could have been up and running and making money. Absolutely. It's again this this is the this is I mean take take classic examples about this. Here's a classic example about procrastination or critical tasks or or mistaking business for productivity. Yeah. Um. Or getting diverted, getting diverted, and listening to too many people around about you. Um. I've always looked at this scenario. It's like. How do people 
become top athletes. Because everybody's got the capability. Some people have got natural ability because they're born like that. You know, yeah. with long, long limbs. You know, Michael Phelps, no surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, long torso, the rest of it, long arms. So that's why he was a, a fantastic Olympic swimmer. Um, but he would never have made a good runner, possibly. Um, there's different ways. So you can be born with it naturally inherent, and then you can develop your talent from there. But it's it's, it's the distractions you get. And, and here's probably a classic example about how younger people lose money. Um, when they've got the ability to do it. They're maybe a world-class football player. They maybe get um, um, brought into Manchester United, Manchester City or Celtic or Rangers or that to train with the Youth Academy. But they never ever make it to the A team and they never ever go on from there. And you usually generally find it's because they get distracted with girls, mm -hmm. drink, gambling, messing about or whatever it is. Where mm -hmm. the people like Beckham and that religiously drilled themselves there was no natural talent there really it's the fact that they just disciplined themselves to do it yeah peter crouch talks about it all the time you know big lanky lad you know he just yeah. he, he had a, a, a he was self-conscious about who he was and what he was and everybody used to go on about his height all the time and he felt really self-conscious about the whole thing and and that that then deviated from what he was doing. And he just liked playing football, but he says he was no shining star or anything like that. He just stuck at it and he just continued to focus on it. And and he got where he was um, by, it's just like what Mark there um, says, hard work beats talent. Yeah, it's, That's what it comes down to every single time. Hard work beats talent every single time. And that's why you get these, you get the young young people that are 13, 12 and 10 year old now that were, excellent at a, a certain particular field and then they fall by the wayside but people that weren't maybe as good as them when they were that age in the same team end up going to be world class mm -hmm. and it and it's because what mark says hard work beats talent determination focus yeah i think if you've got that willingness to to continually work hard and you, you could discipline yourself um to do things and and just and, and stick at it um, you'll you'll become whatever field you're in and what you're doing. You'll become obviously you'll you'll master it and you become really good at it. You don't become distracted. Look at the Williams sisters. Mm -hmm. Now the Williams sisters. How on earth is that possible that two sisters from the same family could go on to be Wimbledon champions and Olympic champions in tennis? How is that possible? Because you're not telling me the two of them were naturally gifted or talented. It's hard work beats talent, beats natural yeah. talent. Definitely, every single time. A focus, determination, um, attitude. Um, and I always say attitude will determine your altitude. It will not be education. Education will only get you so far because it gets everybody else that same level as well because everybody else gets that talent. But the, the attitude you have after that will determine how far you go on from there with the basic fundamentals you've acquired through maybe the education process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's a good example. I mean the Williamson sisters, but um, but yeah, definitely the hard work thing as as uh, as something for me. But procrastinating, I uh, just to bring back obviously to the section that we're at, and and it can become a really vicious cycle of things. Um, and it can allow you to just become to easily more easily just keep putting things off and putting things off. Mm. Um, and and then and then it takes you away from what you actually should be doing. Um and doing right now in order to progress yourself forward. Um, and I think without keeping that in check, 
um, you could you could de develop a, a habit of actually being lazier and it's like laziness because you just keep putting things off and putting things off um, and that could be a big that could be a big detriment to your overall success yeah yeah true absolutely true um prioritize the tasks yeah and that's that yeah and i think this is what the, the, the best way to overcome that is to prioritize definitely prioritize what's important and what needs to be done um oh but that's and, uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> that's uncomfortable if you've got a choice you'll go oh that there's the, there's the easy ones first i'll just do the easy ones first mm -hmm. and there's some books and some people actually teach you do the easy ones first the easy ones you know, um, the easy ones will lead you to the bigger, higher ones, which will be a bit more uncomfortable because you get you get uh, thing you get kind of kind of eased into it if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And um, however, there's other people that say just get in there and start swimming. Yeah, it's the it's the one that I always recognise the analogy of when you're going to go in the water. You know, it's the people that get in the water, the people that just go yeah and just, just jump, jump in. in, yeah, and that's it. They're in swimming about for ages. And then the people that dip their toe in the water go, oh, it's just a wee bit cold. <laughs> it's like, and I've done it. I've done yeah. both. Yeah. And it's like, I tell you what, it's better just jumping in and swimming. That's it. And go for it. Mark actually says there, it's quite interesting. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Mark. Nailed it. it why do, that's why furus excel, the fake gurus, because they're prepared to fill up people's heads with all the crap, no matter <laughs> what it is. But they're disciplined to do it. They just mm -hmm. keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And repetition is the mother of all skill. And when you repeat it so many times, it almost becomes it almost becomes um, it almost becomes second nature to someone. And then because you repeat it so many times and it's on a, a format like this, people begin to believe it. That's <laughs> yeah. the frightening aspect. When people see it glossed up in media, then it becomes more believable. This is why they don't like the fact that some of these media moguls like uh, Murdoch and that have so much control over the television and so much control over newsprint as well because they can see what they like and people will actually believe them because yeah. it's in the news. It's in the paper. Why do you think so many people, that, like even including the Furus, actually write books? Mm -hmm. Because when people see it in a book, no matter what it is, they'll believe it because it's in a book. They wow. take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's that's why you're told to write a book. So when you go on a course, the first thing they usually typically do is write a book because that introduces people to your sales funnel. It's like, but what do I write it about? You know, it's like, oh, just write about anything because you're you're only needing X amount of people to buy it because they just want the book level. They don't want the the thousand pound experience. They just want the ten ninety nine experience. Mm -hmm. And then some of the people from the book that have read it will want to go on to the £1,000 experience. And then some of the people that go on from the £1,000 experience will want to go on the full Buna, um, 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 you know, mentoring course at £6,000. Yeah, so I say like six grand or something. Yeah. yeah, so it's that funnel that goes all the way down to the people that are paying £6,000, sometimes even £15,000 for a year's worth of mentoring. Um, that can actually happen uh, quite easily. Uh, that's why they tell you to write the books. Um, so... So the, the 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 other one out of that is the distractions. Here's the classic distractions Mark picks up on it as well there. Mm -hmm. Is the shiny penny, the cars, the houses, the look at me, we're all lying on the bed and we're all in our beautiful white, you know, towel robes <laughs> with our children. And we've all got perfect lighting. And I'm like, right, okay. But you didn't you didn't actually just take that with your camera on your phone, did you? You actually sat in a professional photographer's studio and got these taken. And you do see a lot of people doing that. 
you the go and they go and get these photographs specifically taken for their for their actual Instagram pages mm-hmm. to convince people that have really not got money that there is money to be made if they sign up with them. That's a distraction as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, that is. That is because then it's distracting you by thinking, oh, look what they've achieved and really, or, or look where they are and then thinking, do you know what I mean? It distracts you. Just, I think that's quite like um, taking you away from what you're ultimately wanting to achieve because you're too busy looking at what potentially somebody else has achieved from their Instagram. And like you say, half of it's all staged. This is why people say to me all the time, it's like, you should get into student lets. And it's like, no, not <laughs> doing student lets. Core competence in private residential renting. Yeah. I mean, you should get into HMO. No, no HMO. It's like, but there are loads of money to be making in it. It's like, yeah, and there's loads of money to be made if you can get resi- private residential renting right as well. Yeah. And it's like, but you should get into this and you should get into that and you'll make money in this and you'll make money in that. It's like, no. Nah. Um, I, I, I loathe to say this, but a jack of all trades is a master of none. Because mm-hmm. you spread yourself far too thin. We've seen that yeah. recently with somebody. I actually yeah. had to go at them, remember, at the weekend. Yeah. Um, big time. Because I said, you're spread far too thin. You're not giving me the service I, I, I should get anymore. And and that now means I can't use anymore because your your core competence isn't in this field that I'm needing you for now. Yeah. And, and this is a this is a subby that we're talking about. And um, so I won't endorse this person anymore because I don't believe I, I think they're they're and I know it sounds daft, they're only in it for the money. Yes, money does help. But I believe personally that if you become the specialist in a particular area. And you're the top guru in that area, you know, the actual I the, the the Yoda of that, then you're the one that probably makes the most money in that area. And and that for me is more important than actually being being second place in every other area. Yeah. That makes I'd sense. rather I'd rather be first at something because you could you know yourself the difference between the income between people that are first in their field and people that are second in their field is like night and day. Yeah. So I'd rather be first. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I think um I think like you say, when you're spreading yourself too thin and trying to be trying to be involved in too many different things and, and doing that relatively good, why would you not just put all your time and effort into being really good and number one at the at the thing that you're good at? Yeah. Look at sure. look at some of the people around about us right now building their businesses. Kessa. Mm-hmm. You say buy to let finance, you immediately think of Kesa. Yes. If you say private residential mortgage, you think of somebody else. You don't think of Kesa, you think of Kesa for buy to let finance specialist. Yeah. If I think about if somebody says to me bridge and finance, I immediately go, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Straight away, because I know he knows what he's doing in terms of that, because I've read his book. So yeah. he's a specialist in that field. That's what he concentrates on. If you say SAS pensions, You'll think of the other Kevin, Kevin Wheel. Yeah. Because he's specialist in that as well. So I've no doubt these people make a lot of money in comparison to other people in these fields because they specialize in these fields to what they're doing and they don't allow themselves to get distracted in any other areas. It's the distraction that ends up costing you money, even though you would get money. Look at the amount of people that have jumped on the bandwagon for crypto and they could have made a hell of a lot of money. I'll be honest. I could have been way more wealthier than I am now if I hadn't done a state agency. (laughs) 
honestly, if I had stuck to just property investment and yeah. hadn't got diverted, thinking, oh, I should do a state agency to keep me busy, um, I could have been sitting, never mind on a beach, I could have bought an island. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I could have just basically bought my own island and had my own country. Um, that's who where I could have been, I think. Um, but, you know, I got distracted. I got involved in a state agency. And lo and behold, we're the number one in Scotland. Yeah, and that's good. That but, be the best. but you're only now just, I mean, you you have slowly built your portfolio over the years, but you're only now starting to then add, I mean, the last couple of years, you've started to add a lot more because you've now outsourced a lot of what has done within the business. Yes, but I allowed other people, the things about, you know, listen to too many people. Yeah. About, oh, the market's not going to, the market's not going to, the market's not going to. And then I was like, yep, I'm away for the sale off Richard. And this was before I started again. Yeah. I'm away to sell. I think I'm just going to exit. And then I was in the process of selling. And then I got down to a certain amount of properties and I thought, holy shit, what am I what doing? doing? <laughs> are you nuts? Are you, are you stupid? It's like, oh my God, you're just selling off the goose. At, you're just basically killing the goose that laid the golden egg every single time. Yeah. Are you just stupid or what? And then that's when I thought to myself, I need to get back in this. It's ripe. I've now made quite a lot of profit. I've taken a lot of profit. I'm able to reinvest that profit back in. And I just went hell for leather again and started buying. Yeah. Uh, all the right things, though. It was yeah. just the right time. It was just ripe. It was opportunity was there. I began to see it because I was more focused again. Your vision is really important about your focus. So I began to see it again. And these opportunities started to appear in front of me. And I started to go, yep, that one, that one, that one. Uh, not that one, not that one. That one, that one, that one, that one, that one. And, and then that's how, how, how on earth did I manage to buy 20 properties in that time? Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how did, where did that come from? And then all of a sudden, it's like out the blue when I says, I'm aiming for 50. <laughs> it's like, I need another 30. And then out of the blue, somebody comes up and says, I'm selling a portfolio 30. Yeah. I'm in. The numbers work. And it's like, where did that come from? Because I think that's a lot to do with focus. And I think if I hadn't set myself that target and refocused again, because I said 20, and then I came to you and says, no, 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 that's not ambitious enough for me. I'm going to say 50. 50, yeah. Uh, and then that's what happened. I think if I'd stuck with, with, with 20, I would have missed that 30. Mm -hmm. I would have missed that opportunity. I would have let that go. So I, I, I think this is a lot, a lot to do with focus. Focus, yeah. A real lot to do with focus. And you can't get distracted by the distractions round about you the things that people are going, I'm making money in crypto. I'm making money on the stock market. I'm making money in concentrating. You know, I, I'm, I'm giving uh, Greg Secker a hard time now. Um, but Greg is actually brilliant with what he does. He's a master. He's basically Yoda and concentrating. But I'm giving him a wee bit of a hard time now because he's going, this is the day I made 200,000 in one trade. So, what? <laughs> 200,000 in one trade? You're having a laugh. But then I'm giving them a hard time. I'm going, but what capital did you use to get that 200,000? Because you would have had to put something up in order to forward buy that currency to commit to it in order to make 200,000 in one day. How much is that? And he was, he's just giving me percentages. And I'm like, no, 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 just give it in pound shillings yeah, a yeah, day. Just give me that amount. I believe, I believe it's millions that he put forward uh, to do that. And he maybe would have exited, but he would have exited with millions anyway, but he would yeah. have had less. He would have had a bit less if it had gone wrong. So I think to get that two hundred thousand, he's probably put fifteen million on the line. Yeah, but he's not. He wouldn't lose fifteen million if he exited. No, but he's got a lot. Fourteen and a half or something like that. 
But to get the 200,000, you have to do that. So it's not a trade that I'd be able to do because I wouldn't have 15 million lying about just to put in a currency trade like he has. But yeah. he makes out that, he, you know, you can make 200,000 in one day. Come on my course and I'll show you. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. Greg sells. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's an easy distract. I tell you what, though, if I'm going to do currency trading, I'll be going to Greg. <laughs> Definitely. But I don't allow myself to be distracted by what's going on round about me from my core competence and my core focus on what I should be doing. Yeah. That's the key here. The stage of the business, you take you take care of the lens business. I really don't get involved in that. I yeah. only look at my own portfolio and we look at the KPIs with you. Yeah. My stage of business, that's more and more diverting to responsibility at, at you know Perry looking after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good as well. And the fact that it allows me more time to then focus on, on, on bigger projects and bigger plans in terms of what I'm doing in order to build wealth further. And it's like, why would you need to build wealth further? And I keep asking myself that as well, but it's the old thing about, you know, why does Buffett do it? Mm-hmm. It's it's a sport. It's literally just a sport to them. It's like they love doing it. So why would you not do it every day? But even yeah. better, they're going to give most of it away. The majority of his income, 99% of his wealth, actually, is just getting given away when he pops his clocks. Now, admittedly, 1% is a hell of a slice if you're a multi-billionaire, which he is. And the 1% is a hell of a slice to leave as a legacy to his family. And that's what he's doing. But he says, the rest of Berkshire Hathaway, you know, just give it to charity. All my shares I've got, I'll give it to charity. And and I think I think that's the right thing to do. Just keep Just keep doing it. If you can do it and you can generate it and people want what you do, that's the most important thing for me. If people want what I do and they like what I do, I'll continue to do it. The day somebody says, I don't want you, you know, I'm not needing your services anymore. I don't want to use you anymore. It's like happy days. I'll go and lie on a beach and get a Mm -hmm. sunburn and drink pina coladas for the rest of my life. Non-alcoholic, by the way. <laughs> but but do you see where that comes from? Yeah, it's, you know why would you? And I know and I rub shoulders with some of the people that are really successful as well to find out what they do, and I'll still continue to learn, uh, and it'll maybe drag me in a different direction into political sphere, uh, and you never know. One day I might, God, I might become a politician. I hate that idea. But <laughs> but, but if that's where if that's where the that's, my journey yeah. takes me, that's where the German takes me. Do you know what frustrates me? They're most about this, Richard. The now. Is because I feel I've got to stand up because no one else is standing up for this. Yeah, no one else is out there um, swinging for the fence every single day for the private landlords and for for um, for residential renting and mm-hmm. for how important it is. No one's out there putting their neck on the line, as far as I can see, to any degree that I feel compelled that to hell with. Somebody's got to do it, and and if it is to be, it's up to me, and and I just can't. But it's, it's with most things about me. I can't, I can't stand seeing an injustice in a system, yeah. an injustice where people are vilified and picked on because of their choice of investment and putting a roof over somebody's head. But equally, it's the other side, the flip side, is I can't, I can't, I can't abide the fact that sometimes on the flip side of that is even tenants come out worse in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. So I'll, 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 I'll stand up for an injustice if I feel we believe in it, not because it's a monetary aspect towards it, but that's what this allows me to do. Not this show, but 
what, what we do. Yeah. yeah, well, wealth is great. That's all I always wanted to do. I wanted to be answerable to nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not answerable to anybody except myself. And my wife, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's really what I wanted to get to, to that stage. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and thankfully, Touchwood or MDF or whatever this desk is, um, that's, where, that's where you can get to. So not allowing myself to be distracted allows me to focus on that core competence. And then things will, maybe things will progress from there. And then yeah. just, just keep doing that every single time. And although, like you say, Jim, there people will be like, "Well, why do you why are you keeping this continuing this journey of creating more wealth when you're already in a position where you you could you could be quite comfortable?" But your new or or your maybe ultimate goal is to continue to do that to then, like you say, give back to people, give to charity and things, and also to leave to hand it down and leave a legacy for your kids and things as well. Yeah, yeah. Some people believe that they should let their kids suffer. And, uh, and endure all the pain and the the things that they went through themselves. Uh, I don't believe in that. I think your children should stand on, on your shoulders and actually build on what you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you should, but you should teach them to do that. You shouldn't just hand it to them. You no. should teach them to do that. You should teach them to stand on your shoulders and actually build on what you've got uh, and help them as much as possible without uh, and, and not give them the hindrances you were giving them. Especially if they're driven, because they'll they'll get they'll get further than you. Your your success is based on, I suppose, how successful your children become. Yeah. Now that's a different measure, depending on how you see it. Whether it's aspirational, whether it's uh, whether it's monetary, whether it's um, whether it's contribution to society. Yeah. Um, all these different things, but 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 that's down to the individual. I don't think your children should suffer. Um, mm-hmm. what you had to suffer just because you had to suffer it. Yeah, no, I would agree. That's how we evolve. That's how we evolve as a species. That's how we evolve as a nation. Um, but we don't get caught up in, in in distractions. And I tell you what, there's a, you know there's a lot of distractions going on right yeah. now. You, yeah. you know with this gender recognition bill and all the rest of it, yeah. and that carry-on that's going on. And, and to some people, you know, they might take objection to me calling it a carry-on, but it's like, you know, it's whatever you want it is for yourself, but it's a distraction to me because it doesn't impact on my life at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, you could be a tree if you want. It doesn't make yeah. any difference to me as one. Go and do, fill your boots, have a great time and enjoy yourself. Why Why do I need to convince you otherwise? It's mm-hmm. your life, no mine. Yeah, I think it's taking on a wee bit of life. It's all the whole thing. Um, but distraction. Because people, yeah. people aren't busy enough they want to get involved in other people's stuff. Get your own house in order before you start judging everybody else. That's my answer to that. Yeah. You know, yeah. take a good look at yourself in the mirror first before you start judging everybody else. Get yourself <laughs> sorted out first. You know, tell yourself, you know, if, you, if you're 100%, it's the old thing about, I, I keep going on now and again and saying, hey, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, back on topic, we spoke about procrastinating there, and, and you had said, Jim, uh, a really good technique, obviously, to overcome that is to prioritise and look at things uh, and, and order the importance and difficulty and things. And people will usually do the easy things first and leave the, the harder things till later. But you should probably maybe do that on the flip, the flip side. And they also say as well to tackle maybe the more difficult and harder tasks earlier on in the day when you're more, do you know what I mean, when you're more switched on and you're in the zone, whether you leave it at the yeah. end of the day and you're kind of a bit deflated, you've had a whole day doing whatever you're doing. So that's maybe a better way to do it. So prioritising is good. 
but do it do it correctly and do it uh, that's going to be more efficient to you and like i say the difficult ones get them out of the way while you're on the ball and ready to do it don't put it off it's the jump in the swimming pool just jump yeah. in yeah just jump do in it. swim about make sure it's not too deep by the way and make sure it's not too shallow because you'll hurt yourself <laughs> yeah. But that's just like most things. That's just like the assessment, what I'm saying, met metaphorically, for what you're just about to do. Um, just get it done now. Stop procrastinating. Stop thinking about it during the day. You know, yeah. you know, all day. Because some people actually, I tell you what, I'll phone them today. Um, it's like, okay, so you're going to phone them today. When are you going to phone them? Um, I'll phone them. Oh, maybe no phone them at 11 o'clock because they're going to be busy doing something. Um, and the next thing out of that is I'll maybe no phone them I'll maybe not phone them at one o'clock because they'll be on their lunch. Um, that's the next one. So, and then then when they get to that time, they then get on to the afternoon. They go, oh, but I'll maybe not phone them at three o'clock because so they'll be working, they'll be busy. I'll maybe phone them at night. And then they get to night time, they'll go, oh, they'll be in their tea. I maybe shouldn't have phoned them because they'll be at their tea. I'll <laughs> phone them after tea. And then they get to seven o'clock and they go, I maybe shouldn't have phoned them because they'll be watching the telly, they'll be a wee bit upset. And it's like, I'll, I'll phone, phone them tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Just phone them now. You don't know where they are, what they're doing. I think they're more than welcome. You're phoning them now, especially if they're needing something done. So yeah. stop procrastinating. Get on with it. Get going and and get that swing for that fence and get yeah. get that you know whatever it is that touchdown or whatever it is you're wanting to do. Yeah. Here's the one that I get caught up in allowing politics. <laughs> <laughs> allowing politics uh, to oh dear uh, to to impact on your business and your success and everything like that. I your decision making process. Well, I I I I don't do politics on my own business pages. Yeah, I I do politics on my own personal pages uh, and public profiles because it's relevant to me. Yeah. It's not really part of Five Properties as such. But if it does impinge on Five Properties a wee bit in terms of housing strategy and that, it's then I will I will go into that. But. But just personal stuff. But I, I don't really get involved in the politic aspects of anything else other than housing, um, because housing's where I specialise in. Uh, how would I know about anything else other than housing? Mm -hmm. It's like going to ask a doctor to build a kitchen. It's like the surgeon's not going to be able to build a kitchen, and the the guy the joiner's not going to, be able to do brain surgery. It's like they both specialise in different fields. So. Why would you get involved in politics? And I think another it's another distraction. Usually it's, um, uh, you know, and, and especially in businesses where people get internally locked into politics. You know, you have the wee factions, the cliques. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard it recently. You know, there's wee cliques in this business and there's the groups of people and it's like, that's all in your head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you. that's your paranoia more than anything. I've seen that in the past in a lot of yeah. businesses. And I'm like, that's your paranoia. Nobody's thinking of that at all. Um, but that's what happens. It distracts people. And team members start jockeying for position, especially mm -hmm. when people come in. They get really, you know, um, defensive. Um, so they start pulling back and they start getting defensive and they, they don't want to tell anybody anything or teach anybody anything. They want to throw people under the bus um, because they feel if they throw them under the bus, then they'll get pushed out or something. And then they'll oh, get yeah. And it'll make them look the but, but in actual fact, most people around about you know exactly what's going on, and uh, and you're held back because of it because mm -hmm. you're you're not the type of you're not the type of team player person, and you're only focusing on your what you want out of this. You're not focusing on for the benefit of the team. That's probably that's probably one of the most important aspects that comes out of that. 
So any professionalism can just go out the window because of this. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, you can't be a solo entrepreneur uh, with complete control of your company uh, and, you, and you're going to get, in, you're, you're going to encounter different ideas within a company with that way. And the key is to maintain logical decision making, is to keep it and everyone's efforts coordinated and focused on the ultimate goal of what you're trying to achieve in the enterprise. Yeah. Now, I've been a kind of a solo entrepreneur for quite a while mm -hmm. when we first started, but now we're starting to move into a different sphere. I'm even finding it difficult, to be honest. It's like minister without portfolio. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. what, do I do? what do I do now? It's like I'm no longer in charge of the sales team. I'm no longer in charge of lettings. Mm -hmm. Lettings is easy to let go. Um, but I still get involved in my own stuff. Yeah, of course, yeah. um, I, but but sales is a different one for me because I've been embedded in that for the last, God, since 2006. Yeah. Um, so in order to pull back from that and work on the business rather than in the business, it's, it's become a wee bit uncomfortable for me and difficult for me to do that. But but this is this is this is all about politics, isn't it? Yeah. So and I think that'll be quite. I have to take the upper hand in here and think, what is the best? for the growth of the business and for all the people round about you. And sometimes that's like, Jim, you've just got to suck it up. Or yeah. the other people, we've seen it in the past where we've bought people into the company and other people have left because they felt like, oh, I'm getting replaced. It's, it's like, displaced. No, you're not yeah. Yeah. The company. yeah. Yeah, but they feel like they've been displaced and, and that's not really the way. It's only, I think a lot of people... I hear people saying, oh, I don't like change, but the only way you're ever going to develop, develop and grow is to change and to bring new people in and to and you know, and that change is a good thing. I think a lot of people watching will, will find it quite refreshing to hear what you said there, Jim, about you feeling like it pushes, like obviously this not being in charge of the sales and things, but it pushes you out your comfort zone. And then you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, like, oh, what do I do now? Because um, people might think, oh, you didn't experience things like that. You've been doing this for years. You know what you're doing. Everybody experiences it. Well, I tell you what I did. I booked a flight and went on holiday for ten days <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever. When somebody else yeah. was on holiday at the same time, I've never done that in my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I've just gone holiday for ten days. <laughs> it's like, are you taking a lane? No, just go myself. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, I actually heard Dan Pina say that. He said, uh, 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 "Good leaders can actually stay. If you can't, what did he, I think he said? I mean, he's he's pretty coarse. I mean, I think I'm coarse." But, oh, yeah, boy, this boy blows everybody at the water. Straight, he, 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 he makes Frankie Boyle look like a nun. Um, <laughs> but Dan Pina is quite right. He says, if you, can't, if you can't sit by yourself for the weekend and have no interaction with other people, then there's something inherently... Is it wrong? I don't, th I don't know if it's wrong or not as the word, but he says there's something inherently wrong with the way you're uncomfortable with yourself then, if that's the case. Yeah. You have to have people round about you in order to feel um, to feel something, um, that connection. It's like you because make, you, you, as, a leader, as a yeah. leader, you should be able to go away on your own and actually make decisions on your own and actually work on your own in isolation in mm -hmm. order to achieve what you want to achieve. If you can't do that, you'll never get any further forward. Yeah. You can't allow distractions to get in the way. Yeah, that's quite a good point, actually. And, um there'll be a lot of people who maybe feel like that and uh, maybe if, it's, if, they're, if they're on their own a day or two and and start to feel like that like i need somebody to i need to clear this with somebody or i need to do you know the decision making process if you can't stand to make decisions on your own without referring to somebody then you need to ask yourself why that is 
you know what it's like and, I, yeah. and a lot of people will have a good team around them and certain people do specialize in things and that's why you go to them and ask for the uh, for reassurance on things and that but you should still if you're at the head of something and running something be able to make a decision without um really relying on anybody else it's been truthful it's been it's, I, I think it's more been truthful with yourself about where you are right now mm-hmm. and actually facing the uncomfortableness of of you need to change something in order to move forward yeah and um, if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got Mm-hmm. It'll always be the same. Nothing will ever change for you unless you change something that you're doing. It's it's that it's I used to get told by my mentors, it's like Jim, this is a height of ignorance. It's like what and I went, well, what's the height of ignorance? Like, you know, I feel offended <laughs> in, in the yeah. I'm no ignorant. It says, but it's not that. It says, why would you expect anything to change if you're doing exactly the same Just thing every day? I mean, if, if you drop, if you drop uh, something in, uh, onto the ground and from a certain height, and it drops onto the ground, it's like it's not going to drop anywhere different any other day. If you keep dropping it at the same place every single day from the same height, N- you're, nothing will change. If there's no, di- if there's nothing else in that equation, then that whatever happens when it hits the ground is the same thing that happens every day. However, if you put more momentum behind it, the ground will be more damaged. If you have a wind that blows in for the side, it'll blow, of course. So so unless you do something different or introduce something different to that equation, nothing will change in your life. This also then comes into the aspect of distractions. Why people self-sabotage? Because yeah, no, they, want, they need to be distracted because they're bored now. So they self-sabotage and they deliberately make themselves distracted because it keeps them busy. Trying to rectify it. Not productive, that just keeps them busy. So they start to self-sabotage. Classic example of self-sabotage, I need to change jobs. Why? Yeah. Why? Because I just need to change. But why? Uh, I just need a change. It's like, okay, but that's, <laughs> that's self-sabotage. I, I no longer enjoy being with you. You know, a partner. Mm-hmm. It's like, I no longer enjoy being with you. But what is it? Oh, you're boring. It's like, oh, because we do the same thing every day. It's like, what we're we meant to be doing. Are we meant to be going to Las Vegas or, you know, something yeah. else, or something else different? Welcome to the world. More or less, you do the same monotonous routines, uh, routines every single day. No matter who you are. Yeah. Are you going to stop brushing your teeth because you do that every day? Because yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty boring, isn't it? It's a routine. It's just part of what you do and how you, how you move forward. Um, but people just can't abide monotony you know the the day-to-day routines it's just not in our social nature to be able to do that and if you can discipline yourself to do that and understand and just understand what's happening this is all about education you see and learning continuous learning and happening as well then you're able to move forward from there self-sabotage is an interesting one um because there's a lot of people that have done it and do it uh, and don't even realize that that that's what they're doing yeah, that's where Mark says it there. You need to surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Uh, don't seek judgment from them, but actually seek support from them. Mm-hmm. So it's supporting you in the right... Classic example is you have two parenting styles. We'll just call them two parenting styles. There's, there's numerous. There's numerous degrees of this. But one criticizes their children. In other words, here we come. I've got 95% of my exam. 
where's the other 5%? What happened there? The next one is, I got 95% in my exam. Fantastic. That's absolutely amazing. Do you think you want to work on the other five? Nah. Well, that's fine. 95% is hitting it right out of the park. Yeah. Now, it's said in a different way, but it's received in a different way as well. But one's received like a criticism and one's received like, you know, okay, maybe yeah. I should work on the other five or maybe I don't need to work on the other five. So there's different ways that you can introduce things. And, you know, I'm, listen, there's no surprise there, Richard. You'll be saying, uh, Jim, you're still working on this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Skills with people is a book I'll need to read again, again, again. How to win friends and influence people is a certainly another book I need to read again, again, again. Because <laughs> I am not an influence, how to win friends and influence people person. <laughs> Yeah, which, which maybe some people will think that's surprising, but um, I mean, I would say you, you are you are a people person, and, and I am as well in, in terms of what we do day to day. Um, but then sometimes in a relationship between like people and, and, and different different people to different groups is quite difficult. So you need to really, that's something you need to really kind of teach yourself to do. But you can't be everything to everybody. No. That is the thing. And and I will attract the right people who are like-minded like me. Um, yeah. And as long as you've got an, an audience to, to a degree that you can actually you can actually help and in return, you're actually making a good lifestyle and living out of it, fantastic, fill your boots. But it's when you're everything to everyone or you try to be, you'll be nothing to nobody. Do you know, that kind of brings us on nicely to what we're going to talk about uh, finally. And it's like you're saying, obviously, trying to please everybody. And and then that's and it's been a yes a yes a yes person and saying yes to everything because people just want some people just want to please everybody so and, and people will come to them and they'll just can can you do this can we do this yes and and, and people will just say it straight off yes and then they've just committed themselves to do that and it might be something totally counterproductive or totally or a total waste of your time you've, you've committed to it and you're doing it and then um it's it's it's, it's just to the detriment of what you're doing. You can be I'm using the world's worst. Yeah. I am the world's worst for saying yes. yes. And the difficulty is sometimes I realise, Jim, you need to say no into these situations because they're not on your path. They're taking you away from the path that you should be following. Mm -hmm. So there's times now where I actually say, no, I'm I'm not I'm not getting involved in that. You get there's a classic example. You get loads of, everybody gets it. If you're on LinkedIn, you get loads of inbox emails from people on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I could help you do this. I can help you do this. I can help you do that. And I'm like, nah, you're all right, pal. My core competence is this. And then sometimes people will say, oh, I can help you get out on social media. I can help you do this. And I'm like, have you actually seen my channel? <laughs> <laughs> we put out 600 pieces of content every single week. And then they go, oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. It's like, I'll just leave you to get on with it then. I say, and I think, well, why did you know do that in the first place? And they're just they're just, they're just, just doing loads and loads. Of, they're doing a hit or a miss yeah. every single time. But but you've got to watch yourself and you don't say yes to certain things. You just got, you just got to learn to keep your mouth shut even though you want to get involved. And you've got to learn, if you say yes, what's going to come next, what you're yeah. actually going to have to get yourself embroiled in. Because... It's a bad habit to get into, and it's it's it can be referred to as it's excessive people pleasing, basically. Yeah, oh, God, it almost, Richard, it almost killed me 
Mm-hmm. And you know that. It always killed me saying yes to everything. It's just so overwhelming. I want to please everybody. But I've now come to the conclusion with proper training and proper understanding that I will not be able to please any everybody. And that is just a fact of life. Yeah. Because I will never have any time to myself, any time to my family, any time to any time to focus on the things that really do need focused. Yeah, like, um, like certain projects and relationships and things that are going to benefit yeah. you, uh, benefit you or benefit your business or benefit whatever your goal is uh, and where you're trying to get to. Um, yeah. So all these other things could really sidetrack you. It's crazy to think that you could uh, you could think of doing that because you will you get yourself into real trouble doing it. So. Yeah don't please stop the habit of excessive people pleasing yeah now it happens a lot we get sucked into a lot but remember it will be a major distraction to you so then it will counteract much of your success as well mm-hmm. more you you are you are where you are because of the decisions that you've made and the decisions that you've allowed other people to make for you by not making a decision in the first place. So the most important thing I could say to you is if you're not happy where you are right now, you're the one that needs to change it because yeah. no one else is going to do it for you. There's a kick in the teeth there. Yeah. I didn't know if you'd froze there or not. But no, no. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree here, I think. I, I, thought, I thought I'd let that sink into a lot of yeah. people. If you're not happy with your life right now, it's your fault. Yeah, and you're the only it's one. It's not your fault. It's no one else's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's no your partner's fault. Oh, they've got to please me every single day. They said they would love, honour, and obey me, and all the rest. But when we got married, it's like they're not there to please you every single day. That's not their job. Yeah. It's your job to keep yourself content and happy every single day. And if you're miserable, that's your fault. Yeah, no one else's. Because you've allowed it to happen. The only way anybody can get your goat is where you've if you've told them where you've tied it up. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way you can get. You know, some people don't understand what that saying is. Don't let somebody get your goat, and it's and it means don't let somebody row you up. Don't let somebody get you annoyed. And it's like, but the only way that you can stop somebody getting your goat is to don't tell them where it's tied up. In other words, just don't react to them. Mm-hmm. But this is where the distractions come in, where people say yes every single time. So it's seriously important that you need to step back sometimes and say no and say, look, you know, unfortunately on this occasion, I'm not able to, I'm not, I usually say, unfortunately on this occasion, I'm not able to put any resource into this at all. However, I can give you a contribution towards it, you know, in monetary aspect. So that's how I, that's how I, I, I that's my contribution to it. Because yeah. again, we come back to the old thing about, you know, this lesson I've learned from Born Free is like, you know, if you can make the money, go out and make the money and just give it to us because we need it. We don't need volunteers. Everybody, every man their dog wants to volunteer at Born Free, just go and make the money and give us it. And that, that's going to help us. Yeah, yeah, that'll help us more because the, the volunteers will be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So it will give you really good tangible results by doing that. It, your relationships will improve as well. Your work will become more relaxed and and more productive you'll no longer feel busy you'll feel more productive 
And, it, and so it will make it easier to say no from time to time and ensure you don't wind up over your head and overwhelmed agreeing to something that you're going to regret later. And I'm sure everybody said yes to things and thought, why did I say yes to that? Look at me every single time. It's like, yeah, let's. I'm, I'm, I'm going on. Hey, let's climb Kilimanjaro next year. <laughs> it's like, and I look at it as like, yeah, we're going to wee jaunt up a hill. That's how I look at it. But I, preparation and I, I know the work's going to come after this. So I'm, 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 I'm not even thinking about that. I'm saying, no, no, I just want to go back up Kilimanjaro again. And, and but, but then when somebody says, when Darren said, Darren, you better be watching. <laughs> when Darren says we're going up Kilimanjaro next year I'm going right I'm in and I'm constantly just training just now so I've been out in, when I've been out in Spain I've been I've been doing like 10 miles a day I've been yeah. running 5k in the morning I've been cycling as well 10 miles in the morning but then I've been going out walking for 10 miles a day as well so every single day I've been out there I've probably done about a, over 100 miles mm -hmm. in that time uh, and it's and it, it's no anything needed to do big but it's just to keep myself attuned to the fact that when he says, okay, let's go for it, it's like, thank God I'm prepared. It's, it's not going to be such a big shock to your system, yeah. I've been not back for the London Marathon as well, but I have put an application in through Parkinson's UK. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason why, again, I'm doing this, because if Parkinson's UK come back to me later in the year and go, yep, you're in, I'm going, holy shit, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to learn to get back to running 26 miles again. Yeah. <laughs> without injuring myself so that's why i'm kind of keeping myself just on the verge of you know yeah okay i'm just kind of prepared and ready for this just in case it does happen so see how these yeses can easily overwhelm if everybody came in at once and said yep we're doing kilimanjaro yep we're doing the london marathon yep we're doing a standard triathlon yep we're doing <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden you've got all these things on your plate and it's going to take up that bit that would take a lot yeah. of you and then you're then you're overwhelmed um that's it that's that's the reality. You're overwhelmed by everything, um, and you don't want to get overwhelmed because you know what happens next. It affects here. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And your whole this, your whole body is here that you've got right now to carry this about. Yeah. Because this is the more, most important thing here. This muscle in your head is the most important thing ever, because this is what runs everything. If this doesn't work, nothing else works. Yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if your lung doesn't work, it's like, yeah, you could probably get away with one lung. If your liver doesn't work, you can get away with one or one kidney. Uh, if, your, <laughs> your arm, if your arm doesn't work, you, can, you know, just, yeah, your arm doesn't work. But if this stops working, you're out of business. Yeah. This is the most important thing you've got to look after. This is why I never understand why people didn't put helmets on their head when they go out on their bikes. Yeah. It's like vanity, complete vanity. It's like, oh, I'll get a suntan, or it might spoil my hair. It's like, my God, if you just fall off your bike at 10 mile an hour and hit your head, you You're could done. have serious damage, yeah. serious damage. And that is the most important thing that will run your whole body for the rest of your life. You need that, and you should be treating it like the china on your back seat of your car. You should be strapping, you know, packing it all in, making sure it's okay. So it's the same thing about, as I said, saying yes, how you could overwhelm yourself every single time up here and cause severe problems up here, which overwhelms you as well overall, which actually sends you in orbit. And, uh, you know, that's how people have breakdowns completely. Yeah. You just have yeah. to draw a line under it and, and leave it at that. Yeah, distractions and things that, and, and taking on too much could really could mount up and, and could really have an effect on you.
But I think um, just to kind of conclude on what we're talking about today and, and distractions, and we've covered quite a lot of good examples of distractions and how they could be detrimental to you or your business or, or whatever you're, you're setting out to do. But being able to recognise what the biggest distractions are and how to then obviously tackle them or uh, not let them sidetrack you from your from your journey, then if once you identify them and know what they are, you're less likely to fall victim to them. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to keep your eye on what your what the prize is and what you're set out to accomplish and, mm-hmm. and not get distracted by these shiny pennies and, 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 and other things that sidetrack you, like we say. Yeah. It is, and, and I'll just reiterate to the people what the shiny penny is, um, yeah. just to understand what I'm talking about. Um, shiny penny is like you see money. Well, we could just talk about money lying on the ground. You know, you, you know where you're going mm-hmm. and you know where you're focused on. You can see it right ahead of you and you know how long it's going to take you to get there and you know how much time and effort you're going to take to get it and you know what the cost is investment in order to get there. But what happens every now and again is down in the corner of your eye, you see money, the shiny penny, on the side of the sidewalk or a pavement in the UK, sidewalk in America. Yeah. Um, and then you see that money and then all of a sudden you stop and you think to yourself, okay, there's some money at the side of the... Uh, okay, maybe I should maybe I should pick that up. All of a sudden, it's stuck with glue. And it's like, then you, you, you kind of go, oh, well, it's actually quite a bit of money. It's like, maybe I should uh, maybe I should get some glue remover. So you go away and buy some glue remover for the local shop, and you spend all your time and effort in doing that, and your money in doing that, and then you, you get the glue remover on this. And it's like, it's, 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 it's kind of coming off, but it's not coming off enough. So then you're having to get some sort of crowbar or something to get underneath it. So you go back to the shop, and you see how you spend all the time and money trying to get this. You go back to the shop and get the crowbar, and then you get the crowbar under it, and then you pull it as well, and the next minute, it, it splits in two. It's like the money's useless now. Mm-hmm. That's effectively the distractions in our life. Yeah. <laughs> because the focus that you had on getting where you're going, you probably lost all that focus, and you've lost a lot of that money because the critical path there was what you had to follow in order to make that return. And you've got distracted by the shiny penny at the side of the road. All that time and effort and resource and all that money that you put into buying stuff in order to try and generate it, that's what happens. That is how getting distracted can lose you money. And I rest my case. Yeah. Well, that's good, but we'll leave it there today, Jim. Um, I thought that was quite a good ending to what we've covered today. Thanks to everybody that's jumped on in the comments and um, and contributed to the to the live show. If you'd watched the reruns, still jump in comments and things. We do get them. Um, and you could also message myself uh, direct if you've got any questions about the Well Creation show. My email is richard.cook at fiveproperties.co.uk if you need to, to drop me a line. Um, and that's us for today, Jim. Thanks for that. And uh, as I say, thanks everybody for listening. Bye-bye for now. See you later.